so much for coming on yeah yeah thank you can you hear us all okay yeah hi yeah y'all are good oh dang i had like a professional mic set up i feel bad now <laughs> or i have like a really bad echo on my end no it sounds great <laughs> so so how's everybody doing today good pretty awesome man Wait, yeah. what's your name what, i don't i don't know what's your name Jaden. Jaden. okay cool <laughs> sorry <laughs> good uh, I like to have people have on introduce themselves. So, what's all your names, your pronouns, what instruments you play, all that sort of thing. Alan, you go first. Um, okay, my name is Alan. Um, I use he/they pronouns, and I play the drums and do like all the recording stuff and technical stuff. I also run the local DIY house venue. Uh, I'm Weston, and I am the bass player. I use he/hims. Um, I'm Anna. I'm the guitarist. I use they, them pronouns. I'm Kaylee. I use she, they pronouns, and I'm the a singer and songwriter. I mean, honestly, like, I can't really find much information about your band at all, like, in trying to research for this. So, like... <laughs> Good. We're secretive. Keep it just... Yeah. It's a new thing. Nobody knows about you yet. <laughs> All right, so for people who are completely unfamiliar, how would you describe your music? We, I think Alan came up with the term swamp gaze. Right, yeah, a friend of mine did because we're in the south, swampy area, shoegazy stuff. Yeah. Not, not to say we're making southern shoegaze. No. no, it's just related to where we're from. Yeah, shoegaze in the south. But we do like shoegaze and kind of dream poppy, post punk stuff. I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I noticed on I think it's your Bandcamp page. You, um, the tag you used was new gaze. Yeah. So how's that differentiate from I guess like traditional shoegaze? It's kind of just the tag that more 2010s bands use rather than 90s bands. It's mostly just a moniker of what year you're coming from. Uh, what decade you're coming from. If you think New Gaze, you might really think like Dive or Ringo Death Star uh, more than you would think traditional shoegaze would be like My Bloody Valentine Slow Dive. What's y'all's origin story? How'd y'all get together? Oh, that sort of thing. Anna, do you want me to go first or do you want me to go first? I want you to do it. You, okay. do, it, you do it the best. Uh, so Anna and I met each other through our college, Velasco State University. I work in the IT department and Anna worked at plant ops at the time doing whatever you were doing. What were you doing? Architecture. Yeah, that. And we met each other initially that way, but it was literally, we just like knew who each other were. And then sometime during the pandemic, we reconnected and we realized, oh, we like the same music. Oh, we both play different instruments. And we started jamming together and it just, we started actually, we we're like, we should actually make a band. Do you yeah. want to make a band? And it just steamrolled from there. And then we met Kaylee a little later. 
and then we um were about to play our first show and we're we were down our drummer and luckily alan was like i really want to play drums with you guys and we were like what if you did that full time and we had about like what is it three or four songs written before alan joined and then a slow dive cover yeah now we've got more than that (laughs) did any of y'all play in bands before that yeah i was in a band with my friend scott and we didn't really get to play any shows because the pandemic like shut us down right as we were going to we were actually going to play a show at the old diy house you know same thing alan's doing different location and pandemic shut everything down so we never got to really play anywhere we got to play one show nothing else other than that uh and we were like this stoner metal band which is weird because i don't listen to metal i don't like metal at all i, I just want to play in a band <laughs> uh, i think alan's been in more bands though yeah were you not anna was i that... played with um the local episcopal church i did some worship <laughs> guitar that's a band um, that's what it really means they come from the south that's how everybody starts oh whole southern the first band that i played with was filling in on bass with this band called balloon assembly line with kobe clark after that i started my own punk band called rib and then i played drums in junior to balloons and now I'm playing drums and haven't slept. Um, what about you, Kaylee? Oh, I, I haven't been in any, in any other bands or anything. I do kind of dabble in music on my own, but nothing serious. Yeah, Kaylee has a killer side project. Yeah, it's really about that. Kaylee is the Jamie XX of Heaven Slept. Yeah, dish. Yeah. Well, okay, so I originally joined Heaven Slept to do synth, but I was kind of just like really in the beginning stages of learning and i still am so i haven't really recorded any synth over music yet i just kind of grew into singing and songwriting um but on my own i've been working on making like experimental electronic music learning how to produce and mix on my own um and stuff like that but it's nothing that i've really like released yet or anything i'm just learning <laughs> kaylee makes some nasty beats <laughs> kaylee's really talented thank you Real shit. so tell me about y'all's new ep that you got coming out no. <laughs> so it's going to be six songs, I think. Possibly seven. Yeah. Six. Yes. Um, one cover. Possibly two covers? Yes. Yeah. Slow Dive cover. My Blair Valentine cover. Big, may- big may- leak. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah, big leak. And then four original songs. Two re-recorded. Three re-recorded. Or, yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Three? Yeah. Um, we know our EP. <laughs> we know it really well. Yeah, we've we've recorded all of the music for it. We're still in the process of mixing it and all that stuff. We just we've finished mixing the single "Better Off Alone," which we're putting out on Valentine's Day, and then we're hoping to put out the EP in mid March. That is the goal. We got together over like the basically week of christmas and kind of recorded all of it yeah. we had done some demo takes here and there before but we really got together over like like the span of like five days and just that's what we did right all day and it was really tiring but really awesome mm-hmm. to do yeah i tried to be methodical about it like actually mapping out what the tempos are and doing all of that and tracking all the instruments individually and trying to make it actually you know have a nice polish on it have it feel really clean and good to listen to 
Which I'll record it. Here. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alan has all the all the setup. Yeah, here at the house, stuff. the same the same using the same stuff that we use for shows. Um, I have a bunch of microphones. I have drums, and we have amps here. So, versus the first EP that was recorded in a bedroom, we uh, upgraded, and now we're recording in a living room. Yeah, <laughs> real big step up in the house. So you're saying the first one was actually bedroom pop? Yeah, <laughs> technically, <laughs> technically, yeah. <laughs> It sounded really good. I mean, it sounds like professionally recorded. Do any of y'all have like a background in that, like extensively, or? Is it... That was kind of Anna was the. Anna did all of that. R slash Garage Band saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like I've been doing recording for a while, like just self-taught, buying microphones, recording bands. I, I really wanted to record all the shows that I was hosting, so I like learned how to how to mix stuff on my own and and whatnot like i'm a little older than them so like i've i've been not much recording for like 10 years quote unquote but yeah i started in my bedroom just slowly been acquiring gear and learning more stuff using the internet great resource so how old are all y'all if you don't mind me asking i turned 29 this year really Yes. I don't know. I, I thought you were 27. No, I turned 28 last year. <laughs> we we don't even know who each other are. We're complete strangers, actually. Damn, this changes everything. We are pretending to be mean? in a band. Well, I mean, the, the pandemic just took the last two years. They didn't right. really exist. It really so did. I'm still really 27. Yeah, it's been a blur. Uh, I turned 23 seven days from now. Yeah, early birthday swag. <laughs> um, I turned 24 in August. I'm 22. how's the new ep going to compare to the first one it's gonna it's been a different rock but it's a i don't know i like it yeah Yeah. i'm not it's been fun i'm not super familiar with what the process was recording the first ep because i wasn't around for that so i don't know what like uh you know like for example recording drums like how y'all did that compared to like now um (laughs) oh man Uh, it was it was ghetto. It was Anna on like an electric, right? Like an electric. There was an electric drum kit in Wes's living room that I was borrowing. That he was borrowing, and we hooked it up to my MacBook Pro. And it allows to do MIDI beats. Yeah, it did MIDI beats. So I was like playing the drums, and then I had to go back in and retrack where I had missed beats. <laughs> so I was like individually pulling notes back into place. And like re-listening to it. Uh, I guess the actual process itself, the order in which we did it wasn't super different because I did bass first for the previous EP and this one. Then we did guitar. And I think what was the biggest difference is because we just had issues getting drums for the first one, which is why we didn't do drums third. Because we did vocals third and then we added drums, which in this case, we did all the instrumentals and then we added vocals. Yeah, Yeah. doing all the instrumentals and then doing vocals and kind of extra little things last really kind of streamlined the process. Yeah, the new EP has tambourine and egg shakers in it. Yeah, Yeah, very cool percussive elements. Uh, We also did way more takes of each instrument. Like the bass track has two, at least two tracks on each. Yeah, there's a couple of songs where there's three bass tracks happening at once. And it's it's not big differences either. It's just to add a little bit of flavor. Mm-hmm. What I know I do because I use we're a shoegaze band, so uh, I use a bunch of pedals and Anna does too. But the way I play bass is really high register. I use the 
the high strings and I get into the guitar octave a lot. And I use a lot of modulation effects like chorus and reverb and delay on those. Chorus especially sounds really good when you get into those higher registers, octaves and notes. So we would do one track where I would use modulation effects and then the other track would use distortion effects like overdrive and fuzz. So that's how we got to balance those things out a little bit. Yeah. And I would do two takes each instead of recording them like in tandem. Mm. Anna did a little differently than me though. What did, I think we kind of pulled everything off of my board and kind of just like used only what I was using on the song. Yeah, just the essential, essential pedals. And then we ran them through two guitar amps and mic'd up both of those. Also mic'd up the room and then just mixed like all of those different uh, tracks together. Yeah, we also did like a whole DI track, right? Where yeah. it was just like just the clean, the clean guitar, guitar. Or some like clarity because there's so many effects running through the amps. Yeah, there's a song where I use um like a slide, like a glass slide, and hearing that on DI box, like just clean tone was <laughs> silly, humbling. <laughs> it's very humbling. But I I really like the result of having all those extra tracks because it makes it feel really wide. It doesn't feel constricted. There's a lot of layers. Yeah, and I feel like that's the biggest difference between EP1 and EP2 is it feels bigger. Yeah, it feels sur surrounding, which is like kind of what I don't, it's what I always wanted out of like a group of songs. Yeah. yeah. I guess, you know, it's, it's winter time, so it's time to like layer up. With all that <laughs> oh, we got layers. <laughs> <laughs> so when did y'all initially form? That's a complicated question. Like September 20? August 20? or September 2020 like is when we started playing. I joined the band, which the... was like March of last year. Yeah, and then Alan like officially joined in September. I guess yeah. it kind of depends how you want to define the band starting. <laughs> I think like us trucking like this is like September. So like what what is that? Like six months, five, six Not months? Even so. It would be August. It wouldn't be September. Yeah, it would yeah. be like late August. Oh, yeah, late August. I guess that's when we all got together and it actually was heaven slept. But hadn't, hadn't we recorded our first EP by then? Yeah, Apparitions was out by middle of September. <laughs> that's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Where is your, how did y'all decide on the name? Uh, so we, Anna and I, originally, like, I keep a like a notes app and I have a bank of just things that I think, oh, this is a cool band name. Oh, this is a cool album name. Not stuff that I mean I would use, but just, oh, this sounds really cool. Um, you know, like r slash band names or something. And we were like, oh, we're making a band. We got to pick one. And we picked broadcast, which was one of the things I had listed. And we changed the second A to a V because we wanted to do that. Church. Yeah, like churches. And Kaylee ended up joining. We kind of like, Wanted a different vibe, I guess. It, the well, music was going in a different direction. And but. there turns out there's like a whole other band called there Broadcast is that is I like didn't know that. Dream Pop. And I, we weren't about to catch a case because, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. just like I would hate for anything to kind of go wrong here. Uh, so we just like picked one of the other names in my, my list and that Heaven Slept was one of them. So what's the name that like you in your list that you want to use but like just did not work for the project Ooh, that's a good question. I, I don't i don't think there was one yeah <laughs> he has some good ones in there yeah i have a bunch of dumb notes of uh ideas. i i liked i liked the idea of serpent skirt after the cocteau twins song oh, man. that one would have been cool Very good. 
but it's not like I, I wish I could have done that. Like, it, I'm completely content with what we ended up as. Yeah, Heaven's Love really fits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Heaven's yeah, she weird way for me to ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> just, it just felt right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it also is really cool because we ended up covering an unreleased slow dive song named Sleep. Yeah, and now another one by My Bloody Valentine called When You Sleep. So yeah, it's so like our, our two covers. cover songs are like, yeah, if there's sleep, sleep, sleep in the name, I don't know. It's thematically complete. <laughs> it's part of the layers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how far outside of Valdosta have y'all played? We haven't. We've only played shows here at the DIY house. Yeah. yeah. Our first out of the DIY house show is going to be at Arlen's bar on Valentine's Day. So. Yeah. And then in, in March, we're planning on doing two shows in Florida, in Gainesville and Tallahassee. So Where are y'all playing in Tallahassee? The Bark. Nice. Yeah. I've been there a few times. I really like the venue. I heard they have killer, killer food. They do. Yes. As long as you're okay with like vegetarian vegan stuff. Oh, I was about yeah. to say, do they have vegan stuff? Thank you. Yay. I've never been to a vegetarian vegan place. Yeah, Kaylee's our, our band. I'm really vegan. interested in trying it. I'm the band vegan. Plant based, more like, but plant based. I'm vegan too, so I get it. Nice. My roommate's a vegetarian. Does that count? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any like other like tour plans in the eventual future, with, you know, with the new? music coming out and everything i mean we would like to we've kind of you know talked about maybe doing something like late may june ish try to do some more out of town shows mm -hmm. um i just got uh, someone asked if we would play a music festival in july um like a skate park music festival i don't know a lot of details about it but it sounds like something cool so we'll probably try to do that in july and you know just just try to plan it out. We definitely want to play more out of town shows. Yeah. Where's the festival at? Uh, Brunswick, Georgia. Yeah, that's like, really cool. Right, did that over there. right under Savannah, like right? I think. Where Where are you from? Yeah. Uh, I'm from like I'm from Southwest Georgia, from like a hole in the dirt called Pelham, which is like. You from Pelham? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's flip this interview around now. Let's start interviewing you. Where are you from? How old are you? Yeah. I'm 23. <laughs> what kind of music do you make? Yeah, how many bands have you been in? What are your band names? Uh, uh, oh, it's called Pontiac Arrest. We're like a, a hardcore band. What's Actually not, but... <laughs> so, so what's the local badass scene like nowadays? Alan knows probably the most about that since he books. I mean, there's, there are, there are more bands and just even like solo projects and stuff happening now, or, or at least I'm becoming more aware of them since I, I've been hosting shows. Uh, when I first started doing shows, which was in 2019, there were only, I don't know, maybe like five, four or five sort of bands and like a few months after I started doing shows, there were some younger kids who started wanting to play in bands. So there were maybe like three new bands that started, which was really cool. It wasn't just like the same, you know, seven people like rotating members and making new bands, which is what it was for a while. I've also been getting like people messaging me, showing me like there's like solo projects and, and things like that. Like a lot of like people making beats or people, uh, there's also a lot of like rappers, a lot of young people doing 
that kind of stuff. I think it's it's been growing a lot more lately. And I think like running a house venue like this where like anybody can kind of perform makes it, uh, it's, you know, makes it more appealing for people to want to try joining bands and doing things like yeah. that. They can come and watch a band and be like, oh, I can do that. Um, that's definitely something I try to encourage. Has there been a lot uh, much turnover in bands since COVID? I know like a lot of bands kind of different places. I don't, I don't really know. I think there's been a couple of bands who've like split up or like people moved or they've just sort of been on hiatus. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's people have still been playing shows and a lot of the same bands are still active. Um, yeah. And what, what goes into like getting out of town or just to play at the DIY house? So I, I've, I was really good friends with um, Jeff Hill and Matt Zagorski, who both play in Machinist, another local band. And they've toured like all over the country and like they have a bunch of connections and stuff. So like when I first started hosting bands and I told them about it, then they immediately started like sending people my way to, to play shows. And I think we're like, we're located in a really good spot. So like when bands are touring, and either they're going into or out of Florida, like Valdosta is like on the way. So it's pretty, it makes sense for them to play a show here in their, in their, in their route. But, you know, I, for the most part, I don't feel like I've had any trouble finding bands. At this point, I have like a lot of requests coming in. Like I've had to turn down more people, you know, as, a, as, a, as, as, as I keep doing it. But I think, you know, because I was already involved in like the local music scene and in creative scene and have had friends who have played in a lot of bands, uh, they, they, they kind of did a lot of that initial groundwork to like send me good bands. So like in general, what shows the creative process been like um, in terms of like making the songs of, or writing them, I should say? Uh, it, it almost feels like four solo artists collabing on something in a way because we all bring something it's not like one person writes everything and everyone else plays it everyone is contributing something separately yeah, i think it's usually like i don't know anna will have like a riff or wes will have a riff and then we'll kind yeah. of jam on yeah it. at least like now i don't really know what the if that's how the process was it's kind of how it's, it's always been. yeah yeah it's just like hey here's a cool riff and we'll just sort of jam with it for a while and see if we can you know make a transition go into something else um or scrap it and go back to it later like we've done that a few times we'll yeah. just sort of sit on it and, and maybe revisiting it with a different perspective might be a good option sometimes yeah taking throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks just with like a bunch of different stuff yeah and we recently set up a discord server for ourselves to organize things and there's a new riffs channel in there so like Wes and Anna can just like record little things on their own and throw them in the in the little new riffs channel and we can all like listen to it and give feedback or you know decide which ones sound cool to us and try to expand on. But in there we also have our like lyrics ideas that we can throw in. Yeah. Kaylee writes the majority of everything, but every now and then we've like traded stuff and I've been like, hey, I have this. How do you feel about this thing? And uh, one of our songs, like, I wrote half it and you wrote the other half. Yeah, that's and that's one of my favorite ones, too. But typically, I'll write, like, after you guys write the riffs, I'll write to that. I don't can't really think of a song where I've already had something written. I mean, I have ideas, like, that 
are in the reserve back there. <laughs> yeah. Wes already had the lyrics for Ethereal, one of our new songs, and we just kind of went with that whole song idea. I, I think that is that is the one exception where like I I had most of that song planned out already because I stole it from my other band that we never got to use it. <laughs> because I had the bass written for that, I had the lyrics written for that, I had ideas for the drums and ideas for the guitar, but I was like, other than just this basic idea, I don't care what you do. <laughs> that, I think that's the only one where the creative process differed. But I, I still don't want to make it seem like that's where I, what I want to do. It's definitely more, I like the way we've been doing it where we collab on things. Like what's y'all's individual processes, I guess, then for when you individually come up with a part? Um, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, I, I, um, I play something and I say, oh, that sounds cool. And then I never touch it again. And then I, say, I remember, oh, I played that one thing. I don't remember how to play that. And so I try to play it again and we end up working with something like that. That's how it is for me. Wes usually like will send me um, like a Google file of a riff that he's recorded. And usually I will like play that on a loop and like sit in my room, like sit down with my guitar and then just start trying to come up with something that can kind of um, accompany that. And then I will like come back with like all of these different things and try them all out and see what works. And that's usually, that's done me pretty good. Anna has a better work ethic than I do. <laughs> Anna, do you feel like the pet, like your pedals kind of help your process? Like, do you ever keep those in mind? Like when you're yes. writing? <laughs> yeah. Swapping pedals or changing the, like. Yeah. I like to kind of try everything I can and see what fits. And now it's kind of like I have too many that like I haven't used on anything yet so I'm kind of getting the itch where I'm like I need to write something solely around this pedal like um for one of our first songs Fathom that's literally named after the Walrus Audio yeah. Reverb pedal because it was like such a big tool in that song that we were just like, <laughs> it was that's just, the name it was just placeholder for a while and we we're like oh this works we this works why change it uh but that's the pedal that I use on my my pedal board and it's definitely the one that I change the settings on the most. I definitely, between songs, it, it, like I also play two basses, but I'll each time I change a bass or even go to a different song, I'm definitely messing with that pedal and I'm changing the knobs on it. You can get why is a really powerful pedal. You can get crazily different sounds with just one thing. It's fun being in a shoegaze band because I've never seen a bassist with so many pedals. <laughs> so he's got like. You've got like what, like six, seven? I, I have six or seven pedals. And then I have like ten, twelve. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's I think it's really cool that I I'm not gonna say I have a lot of pedals because I know some people who have a lot of pedals, but it definitely other shoegaze bands like Slow Dive and My Bloody Valentine, I know their bass players don't usually use a ton. They have like a distortion and like a modulation or something. And I use a few more than that because but I wouldn't say my pedal board is big. I uh, use a few more than that because I'm because I'm playing those high register notes and I'm playing like kind of cordial and playing dyads and you know root and fifths a ton. I feel like it works a little better because I'm almost taking like I'm almost taking a guitar roll sometimes. Whoa, he he busted out that theory. <laughs> dyads. Okay. I'm I'm almost playing like a guitar sometimes, and definitely want to whip out my my bass six, not to be confused with a six string bass. I could definitely play a little more than that because it's 
Stop making fun. <laughs> I'm the bass player and being made fun of. Nerd. <laughs> Bully Wes. No, um, no I kind of like our process because I feel like Wes and I like switch roles often where I play more rhythmic stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I do a lot of like really strong backing chords while Wes is kind of riffing up on that high register. So it's kind of like. Yeah, there's definitely like a couple songs where it sounds like. Like like Anna's playing a bass part and Wes is actually playing the guitar part because he's playing so high and you're playing so bitter off alone is definitely that way. Yeah, I will like I have a um polyphonic octave generator which in a couple of tracks I know I turn up the the sub octave mm-hmm. and kind of like try to mimic more bass and kind of deeper playing than normal. Yeah, and better off alone our our single that's releasing on Valentine's Day. Yeah, shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, I play my bass six on that one, and it it's definitely feels more like a guitar riff than a bass riff. And I know, like, I go into the really high register, and you're like, "Hold on, let me go down." And it was really cool effect that we yeah. were able to do with that. Where um, West kind of goes up, I usually try to like smooth out and kind of satisfy the low end need because it's like if we were both playing really high up. It's gonna everything's be gonna go wacky. out of phase or something. Yeah, and we're gonna be conflicting. Alan, did you get to talk about your drumming process? Yeah, please talk about drums. <laughs> my, my, I'm, I'm playing drums in a shoegaze band, so I just play the ride cymbal, the snare, <laughs> and the kick drum. Sometimes the floor tom in a steady four-four pattern. <laughs> Do you ever make beats for them, Kaylee? Huh. You said, you said earlier that you make beats. Do you, do you like make make them for Alan to play? No, I've I haven't shown you any of my beats. <laughs> Kaylee needs to drop her beats. She she want to like have lo-fi beats playing like in between sets of the DIY house. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, kind of lo-fi beats I really to relax. Get it four oh four so I can do sampling and stuff like that. Yeah, the tax return can't come soon enough. I know, literally. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, let me get a new guitar. Like, I'm already scouring reverb. I'm like, that reminds me, I need to do my taxes. Do your taxes. Hey, what do you use to do your taxes? <laughs> <laughs> do you use, do you use free TurboTax? No, I just, I just fill out the W two form and hope it's okay, <laughs> and the IRS doesn't lock me up. <laughs> I get that free taxes. Are you saying you accounting. don't pay H and R Block? I think H and R Block is a money laundering scam. I think <laughs> they are they are a scam. You can do your taxes scam. for free. What about mattress stores though? Mattress firm is a money laundering front. <laughs> well, no, they just have a really high I'm forgetting the word, but they, they have really high like profit margins. Mm-mm. They're not laundering, they just have really high margins. Why are they mattresses they only expensive? have to sell like two mattresses a week? <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a sub- re- it's been a subject point the, these last couple of days. Been really you can rail against capitalism as long as you want. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot to say about that. Um, so Kaylee, how how do you go about writing your lyrics? So my personal process with that is I'm always writing at work. I fill up sticky notes and then kind of throw all the sticky notes in my purse, and I have a pile of them at home, and I'll revisit some of them. I'll pick up a few and maybe write them actually in the notes of my phone or in a special notebook that I have and refine them a little bit. Where I do a lot of my like idea making is in the bathtub. I don't know why, I just get really inspired in there and I'll just like free sing um, or I'll come up with melodies in there or something. But mostly it's just like on the spot. They'll be playing a riff and I'll just 
like a melody will pop into my head or like I can hear the ghost of a melody and I'll just start singing that. It's very much an on the spot kind of thing. So what I'm hearing is you freestyle. Yeah, but yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, Shukis is so like breathy and like dream poppy that you don't even really need to hear the lyrics anyway. So it's just a lot of like oohs and ahs. I don't know. It's easy to it's easy to ad lib is what I'm saying. Fair enough. Um, let me figure out what else I was gonna ask. Um, do you guys take your own photos? Because like they're really good. All the ones I've seen, y'all. <laughs> My partner, uh, Marissa, actually. Um, took our most recent photos and she's super incredible behind the camera. Chris has taken a lot of our photos. Yeah, I can't remember our photos before that we like did a timer. Yeah, right? with the, we had we had we had a little fisheye clip-on lens on Wes's phone out in my my backyard and we just had it on like a little stand with a timer and then whenever my partner got home, she like took it and took a couple of pictures too and we used some of those before um yeah, that new that recent photo shoot was here also at the at the house, like next to where we have the drum set up. Um, I just like hung up a piece of uh, canvas. Um, I just used the same lights that I use for the shows and just set them to white. You know, just made it look nice and clean. And then we all, you know, we got Marissa to take the pictures, and you know, we're all happy with how they came out. We had the balloons, set them up all nice. That was yeah. it. Was really fun. There's a um. If you look on on the internet, there's like a My Bloody Valentine photo shoot where they have like these foil heart balloons, and we were like, "Oh man, yeah, we're just ripping off that good. photo shoot." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we totally stole that idea and got some like red foil balloons and like red kind of plain balloons and like purples, and we were like, "Yeah, we're gonna really buy into this kind of love theme." And Kaylee's roommate made like us this beautiful cake with um better off alone on it and we were just like we're gonna full send like this valentine's theme and this love theme yeah and that that picture of that cake is the uh cover for the single better off alone so, yeah yeah hannah did great on that cake looks mm -hmm. so good it's, it's just it's just so thematically complete better off alone valentine's day yeah. just single just, just you know <laughs> no b-side just a-side single all alone better off alone it's 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 complete was that cake made for, for the EP, or was there another special occasion for it? No, nope. yeah, it yeah, was, it was just like for the EP. Specific. Yeah. yeah, just for, for the that. single, yeah. Yeah, we had the date in mind, and we just let Hannah know that, like, hey, we're doing it this day. We need the cake, and she just <laughs> made it. She loves baking and stuff. Yeah, the actual EP cover art, which I don't, we haven't announced or kind of shown it yet, but... It was in the teaser. Oh, yeah. Or, or not. Or yeah, for the, the single, not for the, the single, not the EP. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. EP art itself is like totally different from that, but or at least the tentative cover. I don't always subject to change. It's gonna be cool though. Yeah, can't can't tell you anything more than that. I Gotta know, stay like, secret. What should I say? <laughs> Plan on doing any physical release for it? Is it just gonna be digital? That gives um, a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I have I have some friends who like run tape labels who I'm like in touch with. We will probably just do a tape release at some point. I think the the when when we release it, we'll probably just do it digitally first, and then sort of you know see who would want to help put it out on tapes and CDs. Vinyls probably out of the question. I know like there's craziness happening happening with the thanks you know, Adele. The yeah, stuff. thanks Adele. Way to go. <laughs> I think it would be really cool to put it on flash drives. Maybe <laughs> discs. 
<laughs> yeah, let's get back on time. Let's put them on um eight gigabyte iPods. <laughs> just gonna pawn shops and buy all the like old iPod Nanos and like yeah, TV all your players. Shuffles. Can you guess they're at proper order of this? <laughs> it's postmodern. There is no proper order. Yeah. If you guess the track list correctly, you win a free T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, we do have T-shirts, so you can visit. Um... Yeah, <laughs> yeah th- we got some killer T-shirts. Me and Alan work at a T-shirt printing shop, so we kind of get the... those deals. Yeah, we get the, the deals on the shirts. Uh, we previously printed shirts that has this cool wavy design on it kind of reminiscent of unknown pleasures joy division and it's available in gray on black and orange on ivory uh, and then we have a new version or a new shirt swamp that's gaze. yellow on four screens who did the art for them um, in west collab yeah. kind of all of us but yeah. alan kind of edits most of it yeah, Alan brought that idea to life. I don't remember who came up with the the idea of a pedal. I think you had like you had mentioned it or something, and then I like I oh, yeah. had the idea of like making like making the labels on the knobs be like heaven, and the other one be slept. And then whenever um, my friend Jonathan Cootie is the one who actually coined Swamp Gaze because they had watched the video from our first show, and then they saw it and shared it, um, and they were like you know some swamp gaze from my hometown or whatever and i was like oh that's so good yeah i love i <laughs> so, love the so we swamp made a little, little design there's a pedal that's called the swamp gaze pedal with heaven and slept or two little labels on it that's pretty much i think all right guys is there anything else y'all want to talk about specifically our new hit single uh our top our plug. top u.s top 40 release better off alone will be out on valentine's day it's, it's 2020 anna's dad likes it, yeah my so. dad like um we posted the teaser yesterday and then i went over there after to like eat and he was like man can i can you leak me the the master <laughs> of that song and i was like absolutely dad yeah, and he's like man i am 56 years old and i think that's great yeah my, dad was like, my oh, friends <laughs> yeah my friends would like this song <laughs> And then he like was walking around the house, like following me around, like listening to it like this, <laughs> like with his phone out. And he was like, "Man, who did this part?" So proud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's Heaven Slept Stat approved. Yeah, Kevin approved. <laughs> Shout out to Kevin. But it will be available on pretty We're much every streaming platform. Out. Yeah, even on TikTok, if that suits. And on best. Snapchat. Snapchat beta. <laughs> Uh, I guess if anyone wants to, they can follow the Instagram at Heaven Slept. There's also a Facebook page, it's less active, but it's also there. Yeah, and or yeah, and if people could also follow the my house venue at Valdosta DIY House. And you can also yeah. pre-order a shirt right now. They won't be available at shows. You have to use the form to buy one. Yeah, we're only printing pre-orders, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Make sure and to keep um, one. our we'll probably announce our ep coming up soon which better off alone is on so gotta gotta follow and keep your eyes out for all that business oh and if you're in we're playing in gainesville and tallahassee yeah so we're playing okay we're playing march 17th in gainesville at the roadhouse and then we're playing march 18th in tallahassee at the bark and we're playing with carter eli and they make really awesome music yeah oh god yeah Yeah, they're so good shout out to carter shout out to carter 
at Carter Eli Music. Yeah, at Carter, Carter Eli Music. Carter, yeah. I, I hope that's what it is. I'm getting it wrong. Valdosta's Just look Alex up Carter G. Eli. You'll find him. Love Carter Eli. Valdosta's Alex G. You'll find him. He Check is, no, Eli. literally, like, on the, on the same par as that. Alex G better watch his back. <laughs> oh, dang. I usually end by asking people who's a band or artist you want to give a shout out to. So I guess Alex you did that without me asking. Carter <laughs> Eli, not <laughs> Alex G. <laughs> Yeah, Carter Eli, also the Thunder Monkeys. Uh, yeah. He's the basis for that band. All the other yeah. active local bands around here, Machinos, Dying Whale. Yeah, Machinos, Dying Whale, Hand Soul Machine. Soul Machine. Mama Stone. You'll Never Die. You'll Never oh, Die. Oh, God, yeah. Um, uh, Box Prince. Um, I'm sure there's more. Evelyn Gray. Oh, God, yeah, shout out to Evelyn, Evelyn Gray. Not She's not local, but She's God, local, I love her. I love her. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for coming on. It's been really nice. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Of course. Y'all have a great one. You too. You too. Bye. Bye. This interview was recorded on February 6th, 2022.